0: What's up, yo? Welcome to Restaurants Ins and Outs, a podcast about life, food, and the pursuit of happy hour. I'm your host, Joe Humphreys. Let's go ahead and get started with the show. I take some water, um, Chinchinoa bark, which is like quinine.
1: It's like a really bitter uh, tree bark. And I do some mace, cardamom, uh, a little bit of allspice, some citrus peel, and then whatever flavor I'm trying to catch, I'll just throw a shitload of that. Like when we did the lavender tonic. I just did an ungodly amount of lavender and then a little bit of sage with some cardamom. and yeah.
0: That was Joe McCullough telling you his seasonal tonic recipe. And you're listening to episode five of the Restaurants Ins and Outs podcast. Joe's head bartender at the Apothecary in Jackson, Mississippi. A craft cocktail bar styled like a speakeasy nestled in the back of Brent's Drugs. A diner and former drugstore opened in 1946. In April, USA Today featured the bar located in the heart of the Fondren neighborhood as the best hidden bar in Mississippi.
1: I feel like a guest for their first time would walk in and be a little surprised and excited. They're, They're not expecting a bar behind a diner, but also when you walk, you know, you open the door and you see the curtain. There's that, you know, like a magical aspect about it. And then you turn and you look and you see the whole the apothecary drawers and everything and all the booze and in Mississippi that's something that not a lot of people have seen before and also people from out of state are I get a lot like they they can't believe a bar like this is in Mississippi. It's an aspect uh, of the bar world that you don't see a lot in the South but is really heavy up in the Northeast and the West Coast and uh, it's cool that we have like this little gym here. Especially in Jackson, because there's not really any other bars to, uh, you know, like us. There's a couple, but, you know. What makes us different from other cocktail bars is the fact that we, uh, you know, we fresh squeeze all of our juice, we do all of our syrups in-house, we do all of our infusions in-house, we even make our own tonic in-house.
0: Joe will soon step down from head bartender to fulfill his dream of working in a brewery. His passion for alcohol is not only seen through his cocktails but also through the beer he brews. His replacement is nothing short but thrilled to take over.
2: Well, my name is Xander Williamson, and I'm currently apprenticing to become the head bartender at the Apothecary at Brent's Drugs, which I think is one of the best watering holes in the state because of the unique atmosphere we've got and the wonderful group of employees that make it a pleasant experience. We're mixing, you know, traditional, old-school craft cocktails and uh, trying to stay away from Jack and Cokes and encouraging people to expand their palates and, you know, step out of their comfort zone try something new. Oh, We have this speakeasy up in the city, and, you know, you have to knock however many times and say the password and, like, there's a dress code and stuff. And I'm like, that's great. That sounds fun, but that's just, like, not our style. you know. You know, it's not what we're about at this point. You know, we're just... It's a place for everybody, not just for super fancy folk. The extensive menu hosts
0: a collection of classic cocktails and new variations and innovations on classic cocktails created by employees and former employees. In June, the Apothecary will celebrate four years of service. On their third anniversary, the Apothecary restarted their food program.
3: My name is Robbie Raymond. I have bartended at Apothecary for almost two years now, and I also Um, bake all the bread that we use for our uh, small plates and our weekend uh, food menu. Um, I think the food program for me was always really important because, you know, I grew up in Chicago and lived in New York City for a while where both places you can get a good bite to eat at any time of day, any time of night. And as you know, most restaurants close at 10, in Jackson and it's really hard to get anything of good quality after that. It's really interesting as far as my relationship with bread and with cocktails and with cooking. I love having this kind of playful relationship with them being able to do them when I want to do them rather than do them when I have to do them you know when something becomes a job it becomes less enjoyable sometimes and I would love to maintain my relationship with baking and with bread so that it stays enjoyable to me.
0: Robbie bakes all-natural leavened sourdough bread, a bread that has been baked for hundreds of years.
3: So the night before I bake, I make uh, what's called a levain, which is basically bread dough but in a smaller amount. So you take a tablespoon of your starter and you feed it with 200 grams of flour, and 200 grams of water. So I get up in the morning, um, I have my pre-ferment, my Levin, and I do a float test. So I want it to be aerated enough, I want it to have enough um, that that yeast have been working overnight enough that it's really, um, I take a spoonful of the Levin and see if it floats in a bowl of water. And if it does, I can keep going. And if it doesn't, I have to wait longer. I take that Levin. I mix it into water. And um, so I use 850 grams of water. um, To that, I add a kilo of flour. Um, I let that sit for a while. Um, I'll add some more water, add some salt. Um, Salt is going to tense up the dough and also slow down the fermentation. Um, I don't need the dough necessarily. It's more of this like stretching and folding motion. Um, So I'll stretch it and fold it and then let it sit, relax for 30 minutes. And so over the next three hours, every 30 minutes, I'll stretch out the dough um, and you see over time it becomes goes from kind of this like ragged texture to something really smooth. Um, and something really workable and supple and um, very stretchy, but it has a lot of elasticity to it as well. Um, so after that, I form it into loaves, and then I bake. Um, so that recipe that just the kilo of flour is, I usually divide into two loaves. You know, you can I could divide that into ten rolls if I wanted.
0: The apothecary isn't just a bar. It's providing a space for full creativity through food and drinks.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think Apothecary is unique. I mean, there's lots of great places to drink all over. I mean, there are fun bars in Oxford and down the coast and here in Jackson, but uh, it's just a different feel, you know, back in our little dark cave with our cool cabinets and cool people. and It's just different than everywhere else. There's nothing that's, you know, similar to it. When, you know, a lot of other places you go, you can compare it to something else, but there's not something you can really compare apothecary to. The
0: apothecary hosts various pop-ups with local chefs. These pop-ups feature seasonal and cultural drink pairings.
1: Right now, I've really been enjoying making a Mai Tai and different variations of it. Uh, mix and matching different rums, and then instead of doing curacao, doing different Amari uh,
2: has been really fun.
0: So if you can ever find this hidden bar, go in, have a classic cocktail, or ask one of the bartenders to make something special for you.
2: Well, we're open Tuesday through Saturday. We start at 5 o'clock, and we're open till 1 during the weekdays, and 2 Thursday through Saturday. Um, so definitely come by and see us, and stay as late as you want.
0: Thanks for tuning in to Episode 5. Hope it wasn't too serious for y'all. Cheers. The next episode of Restaurants Ins and Outs podcast will feature that story I promised you in episode one how spare ribs influenced Norwegian black metal.